0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, The Real View. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today, we have two very special ladies. I am so excited to be talking to them both today. Both have done incredible things for the real estate industry and are huge champions for women. And what better to have with us than to really kick off the start of our Celebrating Women series that will lead us up to the Women of Vision conference, which we'll get into in a little bit. But we are so happy to have you guys with us today, Chris Reese and Elizabeth Mendenhall. Before we get into your titles and your backgrounds, um, because you both have quite the extensive resume and list of things that you guys were involved in, being presidents at both the National Association of Realtors and for Ohio Realtors. We will get into all of that in a minute. But before we do that. I would like to kick off this episode with our signature question. What is the best view that you have ever seen? I don't know which one of you would like to uh, go first, but let's kick it off with that.
1: Well, okay, I'll start. So my best views come in four. My four best views are my two little kids when they were born and my two little grandkids when they were born. So the first time I ever saw those four babies, that was my my best view. And then of I course the God. Grand the Grand Canyon comes in a pretty close second, but
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. The Grand Canyon's a good
2: one. I remember the first time I saw the Grand Canyon and I was mesmerized. I think I only had like 20 minutes. I wish I could have stayed there the entire afternoon. The best view that came like just immediately to mind, I was in Redmond, Washington, so just outside of Seattle and kind of came over A hill and it was in July and there was the most amazing lavender field I have ever ever seen you know you you feel like maybe you read or you see about lavender fields in France or in different places but I was just absolutely blown away and I ended up having my leadership team retreat there for the National Association of Realtors and we had dinner in a lavender field and I think to this day There's a whole group of us who kind of remember that experience, and we certainly remember the smell, but the view was amazing.
0: It's so beautiful. There's something about flowers. I just, I love flowers, even my little flowers that I just grow in like my front yard here. I love them. And that's, that's so beautiful.
2: Well, then when you see a field of them all the same, it, you know, it's kind of like that scene from the Wizard of Oz where they're just everywhere. Uh, And when that purple lavender was there, it was just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the Grand Canyon too. I know I've only been to the Grand Canyon one time and I was, I want to say like a preteen, maybe like 11 or 12 years old. And you don't really appreciate what you're looking at at that age, I don't think. So that's one that I feel like I need to go back and really enjoy it as an adult now to appreciate the Grand Canyon and kind of take it all in for for what it is (laughs) and
1: and do you remember seeing all the people standing over it looking and you're like walking up there wonder what they're looking at what's it gonna be what's it gonna be and then you first see it and it, it does it takes your breath away it's
2: well in every single moment it changes and you start looking and you just see more and more and more and more
0: yeah, no, I, I definitely need to go back and, and appreciate it. Because I think I remember standing there like, why are we looking at rocks? Like, I'm so bored, <laughs> you know, as a little kid, you don't you have no idea what you're even, you know, looking at. <laughs> definitely need to add that to the list of trips, though, for sure. So, well, thank you guys for um, sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about both of your backgrounds and journeys to get to where you are today, being the, the incredible... Um, Leading women that you are um, in your own respect, so I would love to hear a little bit about how did you guys both get started in real estate? um did you always know you wanted to um, get started in real estate, and then how did you become so involved at um, the capacity that you both found yourself in chris why don't you why don't you kick us off and take us through your journey
1: sure I was um just trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grow up, right? And I was studying court reporting and in college. I was studying how, because I always wanted to, um, I always loved being and watching trials on TV. And I thought this would be good. It makes a lot of money and I could be a court reporter. So I started doing that, but I it was tedious. And uh, my dad had just got his real estate license and and went off to be a broker. And he said, Chris, why don't you and your mom come and work for me. And so he talked us into it. I was 21. I thought, what the heck? I'll give this a try. So we, we took our classes together. And, and so my mom and I both passed our, our test and my dad had just opened his brokerage and he was just starting to hire some others. And so that's, that's how I started. I was 22. Uh, My mom, she only lasted about six months. Not, I don't even think that long in the business, but, um, I, I really I wanted to show him at a young age that I could do it. So he motivated me. I stuck with him, and I I worked for him for 37 years until wow. um, until he retired, and and I opened up and I took over the company. But yeah, he's he's the one that got me started and motivated me, and I just had this determination to prove to him that that I could be successful, and then from there wanted to. That determination came from within that I wanted to be successful. So after proving to him, then I wanted to prove to myself. So that's that's kind of how I started. It was a family business.
0: I love that. Well, and you definitely have proven both him and yourself, (laughs) proven that you can do it because you've achieved and accomplished so much. So that's that's awesome. I'm a big daddy's girl, too. I think there's something just so special about that father-daughter relationship and how cool you guys got to do it together for so many years. Well, you'll have those memories forever. It's awesome.
1: Yes. I think Elizabeth has a similar story. We do,
2: for sure. Yeah, I worked um in a family company as well. My family's real estate business started in 1894.
0: Oh so, my gosh.
2: Yeah, there's a horrible story about some relative having an office across from the courthouse and kind of, you know, grabbing people as they got their houses taken away for tax issues. I don't know if that's true or not, but hopefully we've cleaned it up since then. <laughs> but my grandmother actually worked with her father in the business. And of course, back before that, she married my grandfather and my grandfather and my grandmother, or my grandfather and his father-in-law, they didn't get along. So they had two different companies, (laughs) which was kind of funny. My grandfather did property management. My grandmother sold a real small company. And my dad was an art education major. So he realized real quick, he wasn't going to make a lot of money teaching art and kind of came back to the real estate business. And he really kind of as my grandmother sold, he took it over and became a broker. So I don't, you know, when I was 14, I went to career day with my grandma and, you know, got to go to a closing, got to go write a loan application, had lunch with all the realtors, went on tour. So that was super special and fun. But I don't know that I always thought I would get into real estate, but in college I was, you know, I waitressed in college, like most of us kind of do to make money. And I got asked to be a manager of a restaurant and continue to get promoted so I was I think overseeing like 45 staff and you know it just kind of evolved and one day I was really tired of smelling the food and I asked my dad if I could go work for him and he said no I'm like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but about thanks, a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks appreciate it <laughs> but about a year later he called and he said I have a job for you and I at the time I don't think I realized the difference between working as a staff in a real estate company and selling real estate His assistant was leaving and moving away and he said you can come start if you want to be my assistant so okay great so we tried it out well what I did not realize was about six months later he was actually on the leadership team of the National Association of Realtors as a vice president and hit the road and so next thing I knew I was in the company he was gone on the road a lot, and we're talking now the late '90s, where cell phones—you know—maybe people had them, maybe they didn't. Email just kind of, you know, catching on with everybody. So about by 2003, I kind of self-declared myself the CEO and said, "Hey, see ya." So <laughs> <laughs> You're not this around. is, this is mine now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had your fun. I'm going to take over now. So that's kind of uh, how I got started. He is still involved. But mostly, the company is run by um, me and my brother.
0: That's awesome. Now both of you. Wow, that's do what do you guys have other things in common? I feel like that's that's really cool that you know your stories are very similar, and the fact that it's a it's a family business. And then you both obviously have in common um, your your service leadership that you both have been involved with. And maybe that's something we can get into next. Is how did you both get involved in in leadership, and especially getting all the way up to where you were as as past president of. NAR and Ohio Realtors. Um, what was your journey like? Why did you want to get involved in, in that way?
1: Well, for me, I think it started on on the local level, just trying to make um trying to make a point in in our MLS, on our MLS committee of some items I thought that we should include in our MLS books at the time. <laughs> also trying to get that font of the MLS books to be a little bit bigger so I could read it while I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the committee and uh, made a presentation about that, and and uh, they ended up making the font bigger and adding a, the, a few things that I really thought would be good. Everybody agreed, and I thought, wow, that's that's making a difference, and and I like that. And so I ended up joining the MLS committee, and then ended up getting on another committee, and you know, being a small broker and with a small family company. I really cherished the time that I could meet with other realtors at, at our board and get to know them and network and learn what they were doing and how they did it. And uh, then one thing, you know, for me just led to the next. Um, got involved with WCR and and uh, then soon became the president of our local chapter. And then from there, just moved on to ended up being the president of our of my local board in 2006. And I guess just the whole networking with with so many people and learning from from people across, from other realtors is what propelled me to move on to Ohio to take it to that to that next level and see if I could make a difference and and bring ideas there and and help our members there and it was just such a great experience even though it was the the year of the pandemic it, it taught me so much I think that we're all put in. And our roles at certain times for certain reasons. And that pandemic year um, uh, was my year. And, uh, and and I cherish it. I, I really do. So the lessons that I learned uh, is pretty amazing.
0: I fully believe in that, too. And, you know, we couldn't have picked a better president to be with us through that time. And you led us so effortlessly and so courageously. And you were, you were wonderful, you were fearless, and um, we, we had a really great year. I mean, despite it, you're right, everything that we dealt with, you know, we came out, we learned so much from it, and um, it wasn't all bad. And thank you again for, for leading us through that and just being um, a wonderful leader throughout those times. It was great to have you, have you with us through that craziness that was 2020.
2: <laughs> well, and you'll have way more stories than the most, you know, I mean, that will forever be your story of leadership, of um, perseverance, you know, of action. I mean, more action needed to be taken last year than anything. And sometimes I get frustrated with people who are like, well, you know, I kind of had a past year because of the pandemic. I'm like, no, there we needed leadership more than ever. And it was nice. And it was really inspiring to see people like you, Chris, step up.
1: Well, thank you, Elizabeth. It, it, they were There were so many lessons learned from that and uh, just both professional and personal and family and our board and, you know, the Ohio, the Ohio realtors. And, um, you know, my hat's off to Scott Williams. He was a great leader for me as well. And it was his real first big year as being our um, EO that year too. And he, uh, he did wonderful. So yeah, it was a year of being creative and problem solving and zooming and, you know, things we'd never experienced.
0: This episode of The Real View is brought to you by The Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. It's definitely that saying, um, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And I think that that was the perfect example of it last year, for sure. Okay, Elizabeth, what about, what about you? Um, why, why did you decide to get involved and, and all the way up to, um, you know, NAR? And tell us a little bit about that.
2: So we had, we always had a history in our office of being involved. And again, you know, a family business. My grandmother was a state and regional vice president for women's council. She was our local board president. My dad then followed in her steps and was local state. And then he was national president in 2001. But in 1997, I started the company in 96 that we, one of the members in our office, she was a state women's council president and she said, I want you to come to a meeting and it was in St. Louis two hours away. Well, she asked, she was an agent. I said, okay. So I went and I remember walking down the hallways and my dad's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, Nancy asked me to come. He was like, okay. And he was off doing his thing. But I, I bring that up because it was really two women who were past women's council presidents. They both had been past board presidents who really kind of took me under their wing and said, no, you know, we need you to come. We need you to get involved. I think you know. My dad's always my dad. He's always you know scared of. Oh, what's going to happen with his little daughter? And don't put your daughter in harm's way or anything like that. And and when I look along my journey, it was really the women who grabbed me at different points and said, you know, come to the state meetings, get involved. It was I was state president in 2010, and it was also around that time when there were three national women presidents who grabbed me and took me to lunch and said you really need to consider um, being involved on the national level, it, it, you know, and, and I say that because I'm again, preparing for this podcast, I was, became very, very aware that it, w- it was other women who grabbed me, tapped me, talked to me about not only what leadership was like, but what leadership was like as a woman, which can be very different because again, it's different for everyone and every person and male dynamics are different than female dynamics and local dynamics are different than state dynamics and So I really have just some really strong women along the way, and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm just super excited to emcee the women's conference that's coming up that Ohio has, because I served at one point on the National Women's Council of Realtors Executive Committee, and in that meeting, one of the things that came up is somebody said, well, tell us what is different about Women's Council. And whether you kind of want to acknowledge it or not, because a lot of times we're trying to find all of these business imperative reasons that they're different. But one of the things that came out of that meeting was a room full of women just feels different than a room full of men or a room full of men and women. A room full of women feels different. There is a different energy and it's okay to acknowledge that. And I think that's going to be what's super exciting about being in person here coming up. Um, at the women's conference and being surrounded with lots of strong, powerful individuals.
0: No, absolutely. And that's kind of a great transition. And it's easy to see your your passion come out when you talk about women and wanting to strengthen and lift up women throughout our industry and women in business in general. Chris, what about you? Because this was kind of your your passion project, your baby, for lack of a better term, um, to have this first ever conference. What is it about women and wanting to empower them that you feel is so important? And, and talk about kind of the conception of this conference and and why this was something that you wanted to do.
1: Sure. Well, we started talking about this, of course, pre-pandemic. So we started talking about this in 2019 when I was president-elect. And I wanted to try to bring something different. And Ohio has never done anything like this. And 2020 was the 20th or the 100th anniversary of the Women's Right to Vote and I thought, well, what what a great occasion to the, to celebrate um, the hundredth year anniversary in 2020 and bring the women of vision, because that was my theme, 2020 vision, seeing clearly together, and bringing women together. And Elizabeth, you're right on when you say, you know, the dynamics of having a room full of women is is a little different. And I am so excited about this because we we formed a committee and we started thinking who would be some great women speakers for this. And we are bringing in eight women across the nation, last year's president of the National Women's Council and this year's president of the National Women's Council are coming in to speak. And everybody's bringing something different. And this isn't just about, you know, success. This is about success. And when I say success, it's not, it's not selling a million houses a year is success. It's Success is within and what what makes you successful is is how you feel about yourself. And every woman speaker here is bringing something different that's going to help us all feel successful, whether it's whether it's your role as a mother, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a friend, your role in the community. It's success is within. And I think all these women bringing these empowerment speeches to us is all going to help us. Find our success from within. So it's not just about real estate. It's about strong women helping strong women to be stronger. <laughs> so if that if that that is that was my vision, and uh, and that's my inspiration for this. And I think every speaker is bringing a different dynamic, and it's just uh, very exciting.
0: Yeah, no, it really is, and I love that you said, you know, this isn't just about real estate. This is about women and how you can grow and become the the best version of yourself through the sharing of stories and through everything that these amazing speakers are going to talk to us about. And yes, Elizabeth is emceeing, so thank you, Elizabeth. We're so happy to have you joining us, but you're also going to be presenting as well. Um, you're going to be doing our opening keynote, which is going to be really exciting. And I don't want to give away too much, but I'm hoping maybe you can give us a little teaser, a little preview of of your session and some of the things you're going to talk about at the conference.
2: Well, I'll tell you, I do think it's going to be a great day. Um, So everyone always says they're like, you know, oh, you were national president of the National Association of Realtors. And, you know, they always want to ask you a lot of questions. But the number one question that I always get asked and it's funny and it's probably what I'll get asked forever is they're like, what was it like to interview Mark Wahlberg? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, he was a keynote speaker at our national conference and I had the opportunity to interview him and some other famous people kind of along the way. And the one thing that I think that we can learn that we always learn from me is really learning from each other. And from them, I will tell you, there are some definite leadership lessons that I learned just by interviewing them. That I'm going to share, and hopefully it will inspire all of us to realize that the people who we can usually learn the most from are just the people that we're surrounded by. And again, that's going to be the focus of the day. I know is really learning from each other, giving each other power. And I just want to I want to make one kind of interesting comment that I hear a lot about women's conferences. And sometimes you'll hear, well, you know, there's a women's conference. Why can't there be a man's conference or women up or men down? You know, I think anytime we can make anyone stronger and more confident in where they are in, in realizing that success can be for anyone, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you identify with whoever you wanna identify with and success is something that can be shared amongst many. It's not limited to an individual group and raising one group doesn't put another group down. It just raises all of us up to be better. And so, you know, the more confidence that we can have, the more confidence we all interact with each other. And I think that's another great benefit to having some of these specialized conferences that are geared a little bit towards, you know, one one group. And you know what, I say men, go have your conference as well.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And this isn't necessarily while well, the focus is on women, this isn't necessarily saying, you know, men are not, you know, welcome to join this this not conference. At all. There right? are there so definitely... many men who
2: are out there supporting women. And yes. you know, Scott Williams is one of them. Seth Task, your current president is one of them. And you have some amazing people in Ohio. Ohio.
1: Yeah, we wel- yeah. we want men to come. We welcome them. We 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 want them to come. This isn't just for women. That's yeah, right. it's
0: anyone who wants to be an ally and be a part of you know lifting women up and and making them stronger as as people in their personal life and professional life. You know, anyone who wants to to be a part of that, we would absolutely welcome with open arms. So I think that's that's important to mention too. You know, and and anytime we can create a safe space for an individual to come and learn and, and grow and better themselves. I think that that's really special that we have the opportunity to do that as well.
1: This is on August 26th, which is actually, it's funny, August 26th is National Women's Equality Day. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's ironic. But, um, oh. which celebrates the women's right to vote, which celebrates the 19th amendment to the constitution about the women's right to vote. But we are having this, um, we're hoping people will come in on August 25th and stay overnight at the Hilton Polaris. That's where the event is. And it's $139 for the room. So bring a friend, share a room. And then the registration fee is $125, and you can get on the Ohio Realtors website to register. And we're going to have a great event, and uh, we're having our National Women's Council is sponsoring a uh, women's networking event the night before. So from six to eight is gonna be a big party with uh, heavy hors d'oeuvres. And we're gonna have a lot of fun. We've got some guest speakers coming for that. And then um, we're also planning a little um, RPAC event for those that would like to go. And this is gonna be a bus tour. You know, we have our 29th president of the United States, Warren Harding. His home was in Marion, Ohio and Uh, it's still there in Marion, Ohio. And everything is left in his home just the way he left it. He had gone on a tour uh, when he was president and him and his wife left the home, went on this tour. And unfortunately, he had a heart attack when he was on tour. He never made it back. And so everything in the home is intact, the the letters, the knickknacks. And, you know, it's interesting that He was the first president that women were allowed to vote for, too. So women really helped elect him. And so we're going to have a tour of his house, a nice lunch on the bus, a really nice bus. So I'm hoping that everyone can come and join us for that. And that's going to be 11 to 3 on the 25th.
0: That's so cool. I didn't know that. I want to go. I, I just love historical stuff like that. So to go see something that was untouched, you know, how however many years later, that's that's really cool. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. I know it will be a great event. And yes, like Chris said, get registered right now. Go to OhioRealtors.org. It's right on our homepage. Um, you'll find the Women of Vision banner. Click on that and it will give you all of the details. Chris mentioned and um, your option to register. So definitely get registered for that on August 26th. It's gonna be a great day. Before we wrap it up, I want to hear from you all. um, Now that we've learned a little bit about you and um, you've shared your personal journeys with us and your successes with us, what's a piece of advice that you would give to a fellow woman realtor, to a fellow male realtor? What's a piece of advice that you would give to a realtor or anyone listening out there on how to be successful, how to, how to be your best self. If you had to sum it up um, and give them one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: Well, you know, for real estate, it's hard work. It's, it's sticking to it. It's knowing that when you're down, you're going to get back up again. It's continuing to do what you know to do to be successful. For me, I always would think of what, what motivated me at that time. And going through being a mom in real estate, what motivated me was to be able to take the summers off with my kids and plan some great trips. So I knew that all through the year, I needed to make X amount of dollars to be able to do that, to be able to take those summers off and be with my kids. And so I, once I, I was able to reach that goal and that was my goal, then I could take the whole summer off because, you know, real estate is always starting over. It's, continually starting over again. You you sell that last listing, you sell that last buyer, and then you're looking to find another one. And in my head, I was always thinking, okay, well, why not start over in September when the kids go back to school? That's when I'll start over. And that's when I'll work real hard. So that's kind of what kept me motivated to stay with it. And then my dad would always, you know, be, you have got to stick to it. You can't give up. You stick to it. You keep making those calls. You keep going to the, see those for sale by owners, you keep calling those. And so I, I did and just kept sticking to it. And then from there, it just kind of skyrocketed to a successful career and repeats and referrals and all of that. So I would say just don't give up. Don't give up.
0: Yes. Don't give up. Perseverance. Find your motivation. I love it. Thanks. Elizabeth. What about you?
2: Well, I'll, I'll, the find your motivation piece is what I'm going to say. And it's, it's my, it's my phrase. It's own it. My top agent, one of the things that she said to me, which I will never forget, and she said, nobody tells me how much I'm worth. She said, I get to determine that for myself. And it's the hardest thing to internalize, but it's the best thing when you do. You know, when you really realize that it's not about your brokerage, it's not about someone else, it's not about your spouse, it's not about the person who trains you or anything, it really is up to you. And that is the scariest part of this business is when you realize that you really are in it for yourself and it is up to you, but when you can embrace that and understand that you have the power to. have whatever type of business that you want, I mean just like Chris said if she wanted to take the summers off she could make it happen, my grandmother took February off that's what she did to make it happen, you know you can build any type of business that you want, and I think that again, is the great thing about real estate is you can have a team, you can focus on commercial one day, you can do property management. It's also the hardest to wrap your arms around because there's so many different directions you go, you kind of have to focus in, but the possibilities are unlimited. You just have to absolutely embrace the fact though, that you have to own it.
0: Definitely. Yep. Great pieces of advice. And I'm sure we will hear lots more advice and knowledge and wisdom here in a couple weeks at the Women of Vision Conference. So make sure to get registered for that now. Can't wait to see you guys there too in a couple weeks. It'll be very exciting. I think this will be like our first official in-person event that we've had post-COVID, which is also so exciting. How how awesome to be able to kick it off with this event. So that will be so great to be in person and with everyone again. So thank you both for joining uh, me today and sharing your wonderful stories and wisdom with us. And um, we look forward to seeing you all in a couple weeks. And to our listeners, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Get registered for Women of Vision right now at ohiorealtors.org. Thank you, ladies, both for joining me, and we will talk to you guys soon.
2: Thank you so much. Hope to see the, everybody there. Thank you, Allison. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Allison. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at Podcast at Ohio org. We'll see you next time.
1: This has been a humble pod production. Stay humble.